630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio. Radio. 630 Chad. Kicks it back. Left wing slapper. That bomb. Missed. Rebound. Maroon in front. Wrist shot score. McDavid with a game's first goal. It's 1 0 Edmonton. Time 11 01. And last year's MVP picks up where he left off. All over and breaking away is Connor McDavid barreling down the right hand side to the net. Wrist shot score. Love on Mike Smith and Connor McDavid has scored both Edmonton goals tonight. That one a beautiful end-to-end rush from a tough angle, right circle. I thought there might have been a hold there, and then a big hit by Lucci. Dry subtle back door. McDavid for the hat trick. Scores. Lock it up. Opening night in the books. Edmonton three. Calgary nothing. And hats all over the ice here at Rogers Place. It's a hat trick for Connor McDavid, his second career. The NHL's leading scorer from last season is the only scorer as we launch into a new season. All three goals for your Edmonton Oilers tonight. A 3-0 takedown of the Calgary Flames to launch into the 17-18 campaign. Cam Talbot gets a shutout right off the hop. He makes 26 saves outdueling Mike Smith, who was very busy. The new Flames goalie at the other end of the rink, he made 42 stops on 44 shots. Obviously, the final shot going into an empty net. The Oilers clinical in the third period, outshooting Calgary 16-5 and not giving them a lot of scoring chances as Calgary was still hanging around after two periods down one nothing. All right, there we go. The Oilers have won five straight against the Flames, all four last year, and then this one tonight. It's 11-12, Canadian Brewhouse overtime open line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. My name is Reed Wilkins. Our inside the game analyst, Rob Brown, is here. And uh, a lot to talk about tonight. First of all, the goal scorer, Scores on a rebound, scores on a spectacular rush. Could have had a couple more. Gets the empty netter to seal the hat trick. I don't know what else he could have done. (laughs) Well, I think I might have bet the house that he was going to score the empty net Patrick goal. Uh, He he was phenomenal. Uh, I know that Jack talked about it. It, For him, it didn't just start tonight. He was very good in the last preseason game. He was prepared. He was ready. Uh, Guys talk about they want to get the seasons going. And... They do, but I think more so when you're a superstar, you want to get back and into the real games. You want to get back to, to setting yourself up to be a playoff hockey club to prove to the world you know, you are the best in the world. And tonight we saw from Connor McDavid, uh, he, there's a lot of players that can do things that he can do, but not every, anyone else in the world can do everything that he can do. The speed that he does or that he plays with there's not another player in the league that comes close to it. And I think tonight, uh, you know, the Calgary Flames had Brody and Hamannick against them, and they're going to have nightmares. They're, gonna, they're, they're just going to be seeing McDavid coming at them time and time again with full speed. And there were plays, and Bob and I were talking about it after the game, they're going to watch video of that goal that McDavid scored, the second goal, and they're going to see we did nothing wrong. He is just too fast. And he just flew by them, went in, and not only did he go by them, but a beautiful goal too. 
I mean, he had Mike Smith going one way. He throws it back up over the shoulder the other way. Uh, it, just an absolutely phenomenal night to start the season off for Connor McDavid and the Edmonton Oilers. We want to welcome back Booster Juice. They're once again donating $25 to Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation for every Oilers goal all season long. Booster Juice, an oasis of freshness in a fast-paced world. So 75 bucks tonight, and you can follow the total on the Oilers page on 630ched.com throughout the season. You know, Rob, I, I, as we were going through deeper into the second period, the, the Flames got a little bit more pressure in the last half of the period. Six minutes left in the second frame. Monaghan had their best chance all night. He's point blank. Talbot's able to turn it away, and it flips up over the net. And then it ends one nothing after two. And then there's that little bit of like, man, should be two or three nothing. And, and is Calgary going to get a bounce? Or, or, are they are they going to get something in the third period and tie it up and maybe sneak a point or two out of this one? But then the third period, I, I mean, whenever a Calgary player had the puck, there's an Oiler right there. We saw with the the net empty, the Flames are trying uh, passes across the ice. There's a stick in the way. There's a there's a body right on a, every flame player who's going after the puck in the corner. I mean, this it, to me it looked like a very poised Oilers team defensively, a, a, a mature team. I mean, something you couldn't imagine this team doing two or three years ago. They they were able to really limit Calgary, a desperate team in the third period. There's always a fear when you when you're dominating a game and you can't extend a lead that the other team is going to get that one bounce. And the Calgary Flames did get that one opportunity. And the bounce, the puck came right out in front. And Monaghan wasn't able to get it by Talbot. Talbot made his big, biggest save of the game. He didn't have to make a whole lot, but that was a huge save. Kept it one nothing, And from then on, it was all Edmonton. And, and as you said, in, in the third period, the, the Oilers just dominated. I, Bob and Jack were talking. And Jack said, I don't recall the Calgary Flames having a scoring opportunity in the third period, and, and I started thinking, okay, yeah, no, I don't think they did either. Uh, the others just, uh, they pushed the pace. There was great back pressure. They had the four check going. They got the cycle going, and little things that Todd McCullen did during the game, and you saw in the third period, was moving Cassian on a line with Nugent Hopkins and Lucic. I thought he was excellent there. I thought that line had control of the puck in the offensive zone time and time again. I thought Cassian, who had a great game tonight, made his line mates better out there. I mean, the McDavid line was exceptional all night long. And the, the Todd McClellan was just on the bench with just little things. The, he'd double shift. He'd have the Yamamoto out with Nuja Hopkins and, and Lucci to the next shift. Right away, he'd get them back out, except this time it's Cassian. And they just kept the Calgary Flames, you know, they, they just looked a little dissettled. I think they just weren't the same flame scene that you were expecting. And I, I was, I guess, disappointed in the, the game that the Calgary Flames brought. But I was very excited about the way that the Oilers played. They are a very good offensive team, but you're starting to see that they are a, 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 an exceptional defensive team as well as they limited the chances to the Calgary Flames tonight. It's the first opening night hat trick in the history of the Oilers. 3-0, McDavid all the goals, the win over the Calgary Flames. Cassian moving up to the second line, our adjustment of the game for Alberta's chiropractors. Life is the roughest game of all. Feel better, move better, live better. With help from your chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Kyler Yamamoto winds up not playing a lot tonight in his NHL debut. Six minutes, 33 seconds. I mean, Kara and Latestu both check in under 10 minutes as McClellan did short the bench at, at times or get guys out in situations where he thought that they would be uh, be more comfortable. Larson logs 20-27. Clefbaum finishes at 22-30. 
and nine shots on goal tonight for Oscar Kleffbaum. And a couple bombs. Uh, I, I, he, he hammered one off of Mike Smith's helmet and sent his mask flying across the ice. And, and I, I, he, I thought Clefbaum was played well. I thought Larson played well. And I think you can go right from the top of the, the Oilers lineup all the way through. It was a solid effort. And they once they got the lead, they, they settled in and they just didn't give up any opportunities. There's a lot of players here trying to make a name for themselves, some new Oilers who are making their Oiler debuts. And I think at the end of the night, the Oilers are going to be pretty excited about the way this went. They they got the lead. Their stars were stars. Their goalie made the saves he had to. And the Calgary Flames never got anything going throughout the night. All right, we want to hear from you. You can text 630-630. The phone number is 780-496-0063. And the heat is on. Chris from Phoenix dropping the puck tonight on the open line. Hello, Chris from Phoenix. Wow, is all I'm going to say. I, I, I did not think that we could dupli- duplicate or do something better uh, against the Flames this year that we did last year. This was a complete butt-kicking. I don't care what anybody says. We should have we should have won this game by at least five goals. Uh, this team this team is just utterly amazing right now. Uh, I, I don't... We were good last year, but uh, it, it's been a very long time since we've since I've seen this team pretty much dominate a team in every zone on the ice, offensive zone, defensive zone, neutral ice, everywhere. All we heard this year this this year has been uh, Calgary's D, Calgary getting Mike Smith, Calgary this, Calgary this. They're they're trying to they're trying to mimic the Oilers, and we just dominated them with and with a short shorthanded D, missing Sekera. Amazing. You got you got uh, Connor McDavid, 21 years old. He's only going to get better, people. Only going to get better. 40 kilometers an hour. I live down here in the states. I'm used to the miles per hour, but 40 kilometers is still pretty fast. <laughs> um, and, uh, and 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 limiting the Calgary Flames to only one power play. That was that. That's great. It's just it just uh, my jaw is dropped. This team this team is amazing me. Game in, game out right now, and, and just, uh, I, oh, I don't know what to say anymore other than, uh, you know, bring on the Canucks, and uh, let's, let's go 2-0. Right on. It's good to hear from you, Chris. McDavid, still 20, by the way, till January 13th. And, uh, yeah, he was spectacular tonight. Let's hear from McDavid, courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices. <laughs> Connor, have you ever had a... Uh... Have you ever had an opening game, opening night hat trick in your career? Uh, no, I've never. Um, you know, it's nice. I mean, it's a good way to start, I guess. But, um, you know, we've still got uh, a ways to go here. Um, you know, feels good tonight, but we a long way. It seemed like you guys, uh, at times for that game, were able to control play pretty well. Did you feel like it was clicking pretty well offensively? Um, yeah, you know what? Uh, we were able to create some chances. Uh, we gave up a few, uh, too, which isn't good, but um, you know, everyone was making a big deal about their defense, but uh, how about our defense tonight? They were great. Um, you know, moving pucks up, giving it, uh, giving it up to the forwards who. You know, that's what we, we get paid to do. So, um, you know, they were great. Can you talk about Clefbaum as one of the defensemen? He had nine shots tonight. So. Yeah, he was great. And that one was one of the hardest shots I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I don't understand how Smith uh, popped up like that. But um, that was a great shot. Um, you know, should have found the net. But I think it just just hit Smith. And, um, you know, he was great, at, even defensively. So. What about just kind of sending a statement to 
Calgary and you know just right off the hop here? Yeah, I mean it's still so early in the year. I mean it's the first game. Everyone was nervous. Uh, there's still a lot of kinks to be worked out. Um, you know, I, I know they have better. Um, I think for them, they have a lot of new pieces and, and they could still be trying to figure that out. So um, they have better and, and, and we know that and uh, we'll be ready uh, for them. What about your first two goals? I mean, really just the breakaway speed, uh, just kind of run us through. Just, it didn't seem that their demon had a chance on um, Yeah, you know, I got a little bit lucky with the, the puck kind of turning over um, quickly and, and I was in stride. So just tried to get to the net as fast as I could. Uh, I knew they had a few guys back, but uh, just tried to get to the net. Um, you know, made a nice play and uh, I'll take it. Connor, when you see that turn over there, how quickly do you know that you have an open? Do you know right away? Um, you know what, you, you can kind of see where their first D is and he, he was kind of on the inside and, and I couldn't really see their second D. I was just trying to get around the first one and worry about the second one later. And um, you know, lucky for me, I kind of was able to get to the net. And, um, yeah. We have a, we have a Read that's Connor McDavid. All right, thanks a lot, Brendan Ulrich. Once again, work in the Oilers dressing room for us this season. McDavid, a goal in the first period, two in the third. He gets the hat trick. Oilers beat the Flames 3-0. McDavid, the first star tonight. Mike Smith, busy in the Calgary net. The second star, Cam Talbot, 26-save shutout, is the third star. Our fourth star, Rob, is courtesy Missioner Allen Auctioneering. Check out maauctions.com for industrial and automotive sale dates. You can almost just randomly drop a pen on the Oilers roster and whichever names it hits gets the uh, True, fourth star. True, though, <laughs> I, like, I like Zach Cassian tonight. So, so did I. I. I thought he was excellent. He moved up in the lineup. He got into a fight. I thought he was uh, very good on the forecheck. I, I thought the line with Nugent Hopkins and Lucic was better when Cassian was put on that line. Obviously, Coach McClellan thought, thought so as well as he moved him up and got a little extra ice time tonight. So my four star is Zach Cassian. Yeah, very strong game for him for sure. 3 nothing Oilers win, 7-8-0-4-9-6. 0063. We have Cam on the line. Is this uh, our buddy Cam from BC calling in already? The boys, how's she going? Good. How are you? Good. How was everybody's summer? Uh, mine was uh, very good. I'm still a horrible golfer, though. How was? How? What were you up to? <laughs> uh, just, just summering. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it was a great summer. How about you, Rob? Did you have a good summer? I had. A, yeah, I had a very good summer. We spend ours out at the lake, so a lot of surfing this this summer out at the lakes. A lot. Nice weather in BC this summer. Okay, where if you don't mind me asking, what region in BC? Are you going to stop by for a beer? Come on over. We're just south of Cranbrook. Anytime okay. you want. Yeah. So Moye Lake. Then? Yeah, that's that's exactly. Yeah, I'm at Moye Lake, so now you know you can come hang out and go surfing. That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm on the island. It's pretty beautiful out here for sure. That's great. So I was just going to say, very mature um, group, and you know, just when they look like they were kind of lulled, they they lulled Calgary to sleep. And, uh, you know, it just, it wasn't that way at all, though. I, I just think we're just so physically much better than Calgary. And, you know, it just, like, I, I, I mean, Berkey and those guys have to be pulling their hair out after tonight. That's all I wanted to say. Like, it's just, it, and, I, and I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know where the, where the season's going to go. I mean, it's still really early, but uh, they just can't be, they can't be feeling really good in that room to see the disparity in talent. So I'll just kind of leave it with you guys. The other question I want to ask is, Rob, does this, does this group have, you know their roster. You've been around camp. Can this group play super heavy if needed? Because it seemed a little bit small to me tonight. Are they, are they going to be able to play real heavy? Uh, the Oilers you're talking about? Yeah. Well, I, I think yes. I think if you look at some of the players that they have that they've brought in over the last couple of years with a Cassian, with a, a Lucic, you got Nurse on the back end. Uh, I mean, Larson plays with a little bit of nastiness as well. 
Yeah, I think they can play just about any game. I think that's what yeah. we saw in the playoffs, that yeah. this is a team that if it needs to, to get heavy, they can. Um, tonight, they didn't have to. Uh, the, no. the Calgary Flames didn't bring that start, sort of game tonight, something that we were all expecting to see, and it just wasn't there. And if it's just going to get into skill versus skill, well, the Edmonton Oilers have the higher-skilled team led by the highest-skilled player in the National Hockey League. And if you're not going to be physical with Connor McDavid, well, you're going to give him free access, and we saw that tonight. Cam, good to hear from you. I know we'll be talking a lot throughout the season. Oilers beat the Flames 3-0. One of the new guys for the Flames, defenseman Travis Hamanick. Here he is. They're going okay, and then they get that breakaway one, and then just three point catch up with 10 minutes left, and, and tough building. So um, we just got to move forward now. As far as you and uh, TJ, just to, you know, first game, uh, the conversation, what was the dialogue like for you guys as, as you're out there? No, I thought it was good. Um, just building and, and uh, getting that communication and, and uh, understanding where each other is on the ice, and it's been that way through camp, and I think it's building every day that we're on the ice together. How do you feel just about maybe as you look up forward, just the ability for possession and to try to generate um, some scoring chances as a group? Well, I, I mean, I, I think that you can you can always be better in all aspects of the game, um, whether that's the, you know the defense getting up ice or whatever it is. Um, there's always areas to improve, and you know when you get shut out, uh, there's a lot of areas to improve. So um, we just gotta have a good couple of days of practice, some good couple of work days, and and turn to Winnipeg. I mean, there's no use dwelling on this now. Is that speed, uh, you know, that's just McDavid, he's got that explosive speed, or is it a case of also it's so early in the season that you're, you're timing it, the, the defense's timing was a little off? I think he's quick. Well, fair summary. He's quick. I, I think there's, uh, I'm not sure quick is the word for him. Uh, extremely fast. I mean, there's a lot of quick players in the National Hockey League. Uh, there's no other player that can skate at the speed of Connor McDavid. You can see in watching we, it right now. Like. Yeah, I mean it, it's unreal. But you and I, we get the advantage of sitting up here in the press box and look at the head start the two Calgary Flames had on him yeah. as they're skating the length of the ice. And when you're up here in the press box, you see the, the play develop. And you could tell when Connor McDavid had the puck on his top of his circle in his own zone that he was going to win a race and get a breakaway. Because we've seen enough times when he's at full speed, there's nobody that can compete with him. And you need a much bigger head start if you're in a foot race with Connor. And tonight, the Calgary Flames, they were back in the right spots. Yet they still could not cut off Connor McDavid and allow him to, to they just allowed him to go to the net. And then it's just a l- pretty little play, just getting up and over Mike Smith, who was excellent tonight for the Flames. But it, they needed more of the rest of their players. You didn't see Johnny Goudreau tonight. Didn't see Monaghan, Bennett. Uh, a very lackluster offensive effort tonight by the Calgary Flames in a game that I'm sure they were expecting a lot more as well. McDavid, one of two players to score a hat trick tonight. Wayne Simmons, three for the Flyers. They win 5-3 in San Jose as we check the Advantage Trailer Rentals out-of-town scoreboard. The Blues edge the Penguins 5-4 in overtime. Petrangelo scores twice, including the game winner. The Maple Leafs all over the Jets, 7-2 the final in favor of Toronto. Patrick Marlowe, first game as a Leaf. He scores twice. Baseball playoffs tonight, NL wildcard. Arizona outscoring Colorado, 11-8. They got up 6-0 and then held on. All right, 780-496-0063. We have Steve on the open line. Steve, Please, good Rob, to hear from you. How are you doing? Yeah, go ahead, buddy. 
Guys, I would appreciate a very good beginning this year, but I would appreciate some feedback on Connor's teammates. I'll mention a couple, and then uh, um, I'll listen to you off air. I'd like your feedback on uh, Russell, Lucic, and uh, and the the first game of the year for Yamo. Thanks very much for your time. Okay, well, I think we'd start with Yamo. I mean, Yamamoto... Uh, only played six and a half minutes. I'm sure McClellan will be asked about him in his post-game comments to come up. I mean, he gets he gets involved. He doesn't he doesn't shy away. He he looked um, he looked a little in awe the beginning of the game, first NHL game, all the pressure on him, had the great preseason. The expectations are very very high. Nobody was expecting him to be here. I think it, the speed. The, the size, everything caught him off a little a little off guard early. I thought he was a little bit better later, but at that point the game was close, and Todd McClellan went with who he felt was going to give him the best chance to win. So I think he was just okay. Um, I thought Lucic, I mean, I thought he had a, a – when Cassian became a line mate with him and Nuge, I thought Lucic played better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he looked good. There was a the, – the, the game or the the third goal, the empty net goal. Lucic comes down, beats his man to the puck, throws it on an empty net, misses. Then goes all the way around, throws a huge hit on the other side, steals the puck, gets it out to Drysdale, and eventually ends up into the open net. So, those are the little things that Lucic did. I thought he was fine. And Chris Russell, I mean, it, the Calgary Flames got nothing tonight, nothing. So anyone on the defensive core had to have played well. And I thought there was a couple of times where the Calgary Flames trying to get pucks on net. And again, Chris Russell, who, who does it as well as anyone in the National Hockey League, gets his body in front blocking this puck. So I thought all three players were, very, were good tonight. Well, the, the second two were good. Yamamoto was okay. Seven of the Oilers' 18 blocked shots by Chris Russell tonight played 17-36. Uh, took it, the Oilers' only minor penalty of the game, which... Yeah, I actually gra- thought he, he was... He grabbed it. It okay. was the right call. Right. You could, and you could tell it was the right call because well, like after it happened, Russell's looking up. Did anyone see it? It did. And now you, you, you're you in the dressing room a lot, and you see... Like, Chris Russell, I've, I've done events with him. He is, I, I might be bigger than Chris Russell, and I cannot imagine putting my body in the way for the number of shots that he does. Like, 95, 100-mile-an-hour shots coming at him. And he's just... The kid's got no fear at all. No fear at all. And to me, that's why it was such a good signing last year and why the, the, bringing him back again this year and giving him the contract so important. He just he brings the intangibles to this team. And when players go out and see him from the bench, oh, look, Russell's, oh, he's blocked another one. He's laying in front of another one. He's getting in the way again. It just brings the entire bench up. So another good effort by, by Chris Russell. All right, 780-496-0063. We'll get back to the phone lines in a bit. But courtesy of GCL Diesel, serving oil country for 45 years with genuine diesel parts at wholesale prices, here's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. Uh, as a head coach, what do you dwell on your captain leading your team the way he did or the fact that that was a very sound defensive game in the first game of the season? Well, there's two parts to it. You need leadership and you need everybody else to follow. Connor provided that with a number of other players, but uh, the win is important. The way we won, the ability to defend, not give up a lot, was, uh, was important for us. When we started last year, I thought we were outscoring our mistakes. Tonight we didn't make very many of them. We need, didn't need to do that. So a real positive sign for us, but we've got work to do and we'll continue to pound away at it. 
Matt Benning seemed a lot more assertive tonight <coughs> being in the preseason. What, what did you notice different in his game? Uh, well, first of all, a steady partner. You know, in exhibition season, you're going with different guys, uh, guys from the minor leagues, maybe even guys from junior. And, um, you know, he's getting used to playing with Chris Russell now. And I thought he was very, as you said, aggressive. He, he made smart, hard plays. He skated through people and through pucks and um, moved it when he had to. So it was a good night for him. Todd, just on, uh, on Connor's night, if you can, um, just on that second goal, uh, the, the breakaway speed and the way he knows how and when to use it, and maybe just talk about how that can separate him. Yeah, you guys keep asking me these questions. Like, I know you want answers, but he just, it's what he does. He, he doesn't go from first to second to third to fourth gear. He just goes from first to fourth, and he's gone. And... Um, you know, he was fresh. They, I believe they had their fourth line or pieces of the fourth line on the ice, so he was able to take advantage of that as well. But certainly outskated him. And what was impressive about that goal was the puck rolled all the way down the ice. He was still able to, to, to knock it down when he needed to and then put it in a, in a little hole. So um, hell of a night by him, but um, more importantly, a good night by everybody around him. Sorry, Todd. I, I was going to say, could he possibly be faster than he was last year? <laughs> um, well, Connor has to improve. Why not get faster? Um, you know, he'll tell you that. He's, he wants to get better. He strives every day to get better. He, is, uh, he works on his individual skills. He works on his fitness. He takes care of himself away from the rink, but he also studies the game. Um, you know, there's a guy that just walked into our, uh, our office that wore 99, and he's got a, uh, uh, a magic memory. He can tell you about plays that happened years and years ago, who was on the ice and how it happened. Connor has that memory as well, he, he, uh, or vision and memory. Um, you know, and then tomorrow he'll come in, and he'll want to see certain things, and he wants to get better. The Strom, Jokic, and Kajula line, obviously they don't have much chemistry from the past like some of the other lines. They seem to be around the puck a lot tonight. What did you think of their play? I, I liked their game. Um, you know, it was a hard, tough night for Drake because twice he had to leave for repairs. Um, so he didn't find any real rhythm in his game or tempo maybe. But when he was playing, he hounded a lot of pucks. I thought uh, Stromer played well on both sides of the puck. A uh, very intelligent player. And you see... Again, not the fastest guy, but uh, a lot of good board work on his off wing, and uh, they were effective. And uh, what did you sense from Kyler in his first game? Uh, did you sense some nerves early? I think so. Uh, we all would be, wouldn't we? You know what? He's, uh, he's a young man, and the game is different now than it was last Saturday in Vancouver or, or any of the weeks before. Uh, there's more emotion, there's, uh, the size is greater, the pace of the game is quicker, and the, um, um, the results or the uh, circumstances of, of plays are a little more um, uh, critical. And, uh, you know, he has to learn that he's allowed to play through those moments and, and make plays. Don't play safe, play smart. And, uh, but he'll get it, give him some time. All right, there's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. The Oilers beat the Calgary Flames 3-0 tonight. McDavid 
All three goals for the Oilers. Talbot gets a 26-save shutout. Pretty complete game for the Oilers tonight as they are 2-0 in home openers at Rogers Place, both of them over the Calgary Flames. You can get us at 780-496-0063. We have Dean on the phone line. Dean, welcome to Overtime Open Line. Go ahead. Hey there, boys. How's it going? Doing great. Uh, great sign when uh, McCollum's not smacking his knicker. It means he's not too stressed, so that was a great sign today. When he's not what? Smacking his knicker at gum. Oh, okay, sorry. You know we're in a good sign. Okay, cool. What else is on your mind? Uh, personally, I just uh, wanted to say, like, on, like, you know, enough about McDavid. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about Calgary Flames here. They're looking. Was that was that just a bad game by them? Um, it wasn't good. Uh, I was surprised, disappointed. I was expecting a lot more. There, I thought there'd be a little more energy, a little more excitement, emotion, and it didn't seem like they had that. Like yeah. Kachuk is one of those guys that normally is just creating havoc everywhere he goes, and he had a couple little spurts, but nothing to to get you know anyone riled up on the Edmonton Oilers. So again, it's one game into the season. I think the Oilers played a very very sound game that controlled the Calgary Flames in a number of aspects and. I imagine that the Calgary Flames will be much better in their next game, and they're going to have to be. And I think the Edmonton Oilers are going to pick some things up and in this win tonight and and improve on stuff for their next game as well. Yeah, I hope Yager is ready to go against 40 kilometer an hour, McDavid. <laughs> well, yeah, I saw the uh, uh, was it Trey Living today that's the, uh, that said he's not he's not going to win very many many races. But I mean, I think they're bringing him to. Have an effect if, on the roster in other if ways. If Kamenek's at the blue line, I think Yager will have to be at the opposite blue line to catch up to him. Yager's, Yager's in his heyday couldn't skate 40 kilometers an hour, so yeah. now now at the the latter part of his career, uh, I think Yags is going to be a a, uh, a below the ringette line type of offensive player. He's not going to do a lot on the rush. Dean, you ready yeah. to play? Finish the play, buddy. Oh, you bet. Okay, Kellen, let's see what you've cooked up tonight. Over the line and missing with a wrist shot. Top of the left circle, fed by Monaghan. Rebound down the middle of the ice. Here's McDavid to the net. One of McDavid's many chances. Was that a score or a no goal? No goal. Over the line and missing with a wrist shot. Top of the left circle, fed by Monaghan. Rebound down the middle of the ice. Here's McDavid to the net. Backhander denied by Mike Smith. 30 seconds into the hockey game. Yeah, that would have been something scoring on the first shift. Dean, you win, finish the play. You get an eight-day parking pass to Jet Set U Park, brought to you by Jet Set Parking. Park cheap and easy. Visit jetsetparking.com. Mike Smith, very good for the Flames tonight. McDavid beat him twice. McDavid added an empty netter. The Oilers win it 3-0. We have plenty more ahead. You're going to hear from Cam Talbot who gets the shutout tonight. If you're on hold, stay there. We have plenty of time for more calls. 3-0 Oilers take it. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. From the this Oscars is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Now, from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chan. Latestu in over the line for Drysaddle, coughed it up, and Calgary's got a three-on-one shorthand. In over the line, Bennett, center pass, one-timer, and a save made on Giordano by an off-balance Cam Talbot. Talbot with 26 stops tonight. That's his save of the game for Armor Insurance. Protect your car, home, and business with Armor. At armorinsurance.ca, Talbot backstopping the Oilers to a 3-0 win over the Flames. McDavid gets all three goals. The Oilers 4-0 against Calgary last year. They win the first of five meetings this year. Tonight, 
Three of the next, three of the remaining four this year will be in Calgary. Thanks for tuning in. It's 11.46 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. We're camped out in the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Rob, just to, before we get some more postgame here and go back to the phone lines, the, the, the questions about the Oilers, I think two of the big ones were, were depth scoring. So, okay, McDavid gets the goals tonight. We'll see what happens as we move along. Another big question was about the defense. No Secura. Could they could they transition the puck? Could they get some offense? Could they keep pucks in? I mean, I, I think you've seen Clefbaum and Larson really emerge mm-hmm. here as, as, a, as a very strong pairing. And then I thought, you know, you know what you're going to get from Russell. So, okay, you could say there are question marks over uh, Nurse and Benning because they're still still younger. And then, you know, Greiba is, is what he is. He's been a 6-7 most of his career. But I, I thought if, if you want to say those other three guys maybe had the question marks hovering over them, I, I thought they were they were very efficient. They were supportive, and they made the plays they needed to make. Well, there was a lot of talk about Benning in the preseason because he was the guy that was going to be in the top four playing with Russell. And I, I don't think Benning was as good in the preseason as he could have been as what we've seen in the past. But as Todd McClellan talked about, there was a lot of circumstances in that. One, the the extended ice time. Two, the playing with different partners. And some of them were, as he said, junior players. Some of them were minor league players. But now he's comfortable playing with Chris Russell. And there is a huge advantage and confidence when you're playing with someone that you can trust and you know where they're going to be at all times. Makes the game so much easier. And Chris Russell is one of those guys that's easy to play with. And tonight, Benning was more aggressive, and you're more aggressive when you're confident that if a mistake happens, you're not going to be in too much trouble. You have someone looking after you. So Benning was was good tonight. Nurse is a guy that at times early in his career tried to do too much. When he tried to do too much, it got himself and his partner in trouble. He's, he's stopped doing that. He's, he's a much safer player now. He knows there are going to be times when he can jump in, but he's not forcing it now. And because of that, he's a much more effective player. I thought he had a very good t- game tonight. Griba is Griba. He's going to give you what he's going to give you. He's not going to make the 70-foot outlet pass, hitting guys streaking through the middle, but he's going to put it on the glass, get it out. He's going to be physical in front of the net. Uh, you know what you're going to get when you come down on him. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's one game, and I don't think this was Calgary's best effort. But it was one good game for the Edmonton Oilers, and they can build off it. 3-0, the Oilers take it tonight. Next game will be at Vancouver on Saturday. Of course, we'll have that one for you on 6.30, Chet, as well. Okay, we'll go back to the phone lines here. We have Bacon Man standing by. Bacon Man, I assume you've got an extra s- strip or two on the burner tonight celebrating oh. the victory. Hey, Reed. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. Hey, I haven't talked to you for a while. Thanks for allowing me to join your lovely show tonight. Um, I won't get into how bad... Um, I'm displeased with the Eskimos because that's not this show. Um, but we'll get into the Oilers. Give me five minutes here. Um, well, okay, we'll, uh, we'll give oh, you a okay. couple. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'm a huge Raiders fan. And um, Carr went down uh, this past weekend. And all I'm thinking is, oh, yeah, this, this, this is just what the Oilers are. So now I watch the first Oilers game um, of the year. And McDavid is the Oilers. McDavid is the car of the Oilers. So if McDavid goes down this year uh, the, um, as a fan of the Oilers, uh, we're screwed. 
There, there is no second line scoring. There is no third line scoring. It, there wasn't anything last year, and I can't see it being anything this year. Um, I'm bullish on our defense. I think we have a great defense. But McDavid's, uh, McDavid stole the show tonight with three goals. Um, if he goes down, we're screwed. Uh, that being said. Okay, so uh, I want to I want to throw that out there. Uh, I'm just the fake man saying it right now. Uh, if uh, McDavid goes down, the Oilers will be the Raiders uh, of the of the NHL. Uh, my last point I want to make is I'm watching the game at home. What's with the crowd? Another dead crowd in Edmonton. Another uh, uh, obsolete crowd. Everyone's sitting on their hands. Um, no one's doing anything in the stadium. So, uh, I, I, what can you comment on that? I honestly, Bacon man, I I'm not going to tell the fans how to cheer. I, I don't pay money to come to the games. Uh, I thought it was pretty loud when the Oilers scored. Mm-hmm. There were only three goals in the game. Um, there weren't tons of of wide open, breathtaking chances. Uh, the the playoffs here were extremely loud. Yeah, I, there, so, I mean, there's nothing wrong with the Edmonton Oilers fans. If you're watching on, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I'm, I'm not going to. Again, there's nothing wrong with the Oilers fans. The Oilers fans yeah, were fine. I mean, and as far as if what happens to the Edmonton Oilers, if McDavid gets well, hurt. They're well, they're not going to be as good. I mean, there's the obvious statement of the he's year. He's the best player in the world. They're certainly not going to be as good. They shouldn't be as good because he's their best player. Take the best player off any team. They're not going to be as good. How good they would be without Connor McDavid, let's hope we don't find out. But we can't judge it until we see where the Oilers are without without Connor. The Oilers are a, comp- a much more complete team now. They may not have... If Connor's not in the lineup, they might not win a game 6-1. They might win it 2-1. But I, I, don't think that's, you don't, I don't think there's any reason to talk about what would happen if Connor was injured because Connor's not injured. So I think you just go with, hey, let's be excited. The team won. The fans seemed to be excited tonight. There was 8,000 hats littered on the ice when Connor scored his hat-trick goal. To me, I'm a guy, glass-half-full type of guy. I'm excited about the way this Oilers season started. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I understand, but, I mean, injuries can happen. Sometimes they do happen. I mean, okay, so Calgary didn't score tonight. So what if Johnny Goudreau gets injured? They're going to get shut out every game, I guess, by that logic. Well, Sidney Crosby goes down in Pittsburgh. They're not as good a team. If Austin Matthews goes down in, in Toronto, they're not as good as team. Uh, there's a reason these players are the best in the world because they're difference makers. And obviously, with Connor in the lineup, the Oilers have a much better chance of winning any hockey game as every team in the NHL has when their best players are playing and playing well. Yeah, I mean, we just got a text saying the crowd wasn't dead i was there no, no I, I thought the crowd was fine the crowd was was not dead but i mean there, there's going to be only so much uh buzz when there were three or four minute stretches where the best scoring chance was a 40-foot wrist shot from the boards well, I mean, it was just that type to of me i too. didn't notice it to be any different than any other regular season game i thought the others fans were good all right anyway bacon man we appreciate your opinion even though we don't agree with you but sometimes that happens glenn gullitson is the coach of the calgary flames they take the three nothing loss tonight. Let's go down and hear from Gulletson. Uh, it's one thing to just look at to what McDavid does, uh, but is there something else that really stands out for you? Oh yeah, it, it was tonight was certainly, uh, you know, he, he he had the goals, but we was just what, what just about him. They they beat us in almost every department. They won the battles on the wall. Uh, 
they were cleaning their breakouts. They made plays. So they put pucks to the net. I, I thought their team was just all around better than us tonight. We need to be better. Pardon me. I would have thought on, uh, on Mike Smith because it seemed from I, right the get-go he was your best player. That, that was our bright spot tonight was our goaltender. That, that game is uh, uh, a lot uh, different if he's not playing that for us. I thought he was fantastic. How could you have supported him more? I know you were saying all those things. You mentioned a few things, obviously, you're playing on the wall and stuff like that. We needed to win a battle. I mean, we needed to win a battle. I mean, both teams are playing relatively the same style. And uh, but when they just when you can't sustain any sort of offense, uh, win battles along the wall, they're gonna they're gonna make plays. And uh, we needed to make this an end zone game, and we didn't. We were one and done. And. Uh, when you do that against this club, um, you can see Connor gets a breakaway from the hash marks because he wins the battle. So um, it's uh, uh, I, I thought we were we were out battled and out executed all night. Did winning those battles come as a result of his speed or maybe their size or just your inability maybe to, for possession? How did you look at those battles being lost? Yeah, no, I, I, they're just puck 50-50 puck battles that we, we should have. Um, that allowed them to, you know, they win those battles, they generate speed, so um, that, that's how I saw it. Was that a first game thing? Like, was it good to just get that sort of out of the way and focus on moving on? No, or? no it's not, not good to get that out of the way because, I mean, we have, we have to be better than that. We, we you know, I, I, you can see it through a period where maybe you got the jitters or, uh, but, you know, not the, not the whole 60 minutes. So that's that's something we're going to address. All right, Glenn Gulletson, coach of the Calgary Flames, clearly not pleased tonight. They are beaten 3 nothing by the Edmonton Oilers. They are outshot 45-26. Connor McDavid gets the hat trick in this one. You, you know, you're right. It was, it was, it was sort of a, a strange game, Rob, in that, you know, there, there was, there was a fight. There, there was physical play. There, there weren't though the, the five alarm hits were, you know, the glass rattles and, and then a couple scrums, but nothing really, uh, nothing really got out of hand. And, and you referenced it earlier. There were several good flames players that you didn't notice or rarely. I, I mean, I, it, it, midway through the second period, I was thinking to myself, is Goudreau playing? And then I, I kind of found him on the ice. I mean, they, they didn't initiate tonight. And now uh, Gullison also said it there. That he said we needed it to be an end zone game, and we we were one and done too often. Now, that's something you, you and I used to do a lot of postgame shows where we would say the Oilers had the puck, got one shot on goal, and that was their offensive foray. Tonight, they were able to limit the Flames that way. Well, when you have limited time in the offensive zone and you're not getting second and third opportunities, you usually usually spells a loss it spells disaster too many of the goalies in the national hockey league are too good they're not going to get beat with one shot you you need to get people in front you got to get the cycle going it's got to be a couple of mistakes take the puck to the net and you get two three whacks and eventually you, you put one by the goalie but uh, i don't remember the calgary flames hemming the oilers in and i'm a huge fan of johnny goudreau i think he's a fantastic young hockey player and i enjoy watching him play but tonight i didn't notice him and there's very seldom a game where I've turned on where Calgary's been playing where I didn't notice Johnny Goudreau, where he wasn't jumping out at you. Uh, Monahan, another nice young hockey player, didn't notice him, didn't not notice Bennett. And then uh, a guy like Kachuk, who seems to attract controversy, right. attract uh, <laughs> the, the ire of the other team, he tonight wasn't 
uh, involved like we've seen in the past. And he's he's kind of the emotional guy. You know where the Oilers have a Cassian or a Maroon or a Lucic will go out there if the, the team is uh, is lacking some emotion. They go out and do something. It'll be a fight, a big hit, a punch in the head after the whistle, you know, snow in the goalie. They'll do something to attract attention to themselves, to get some emotion in their bench. Kachuk didn't do any of that tonight. So it, it, it was uh, it was not a good game for the Calgary Flames. I mean, their, their coach talked about it. They lost every battle, and I, I agree with everything he said. Both coaches were, were pretty spot on with their assessments of the game afterwards. The Oilers, they played a sound game. They didn't have to outscore their mistakes because they didn't make mistakes, and Gullickson said, we got beat in every aspect of the game. It just wasn't Connor McDavid. The Oilers beat us in every aspect, and that's why he's disappointed. Oilers win it 3 nothing. We have more open line time coming up. Cam Talbot is standing by, too. We're going to bring you a quick news and weather update. Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Live from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 630 chair. All over and breaking away is Connor McDavid barreling down the right-hand side to the net. Rick Jack score! High glove on Mike Smith. And Connor McDavid has scored both Edmonton goals tonight. That one a beautiful end-to-end rush. He would add another into an empty net for his second career hat trick. He does all the scoring tonight. The Oilers take down the Calgary Flames 3-0 in their season opener. Good morning, four minutes after midnight. Thanks for staying up with us along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. Anybody working down there? Oh, the Zamboni's going. No concert set up today, though. We've, we we could almost set up a concert ourselves. We've seen so many started late at night here. We, almost. Okay, we, we probably know where the things go. A lack of effort. <laughs> well, well, yeah, we wouldn't be enthusiastic no, about it. No. We it, could point and tell people what to do, maybe. They they work hard when they're changing over. It is pretty amazing. How when quickly I was they at do the, it. Like, you can look at the Rogers Place calendar. On, just go to rogersplace.com. They have a calendar, Oil Kings concert. I mean, what, last weekend it was... Uh, what like Oilers, Coldplay, Coldplay, The Weekend, Oil Kings, or something like that? Like it's it's, it's a busy. Busy, busy building. It is, and the the workers that are here. Well, we always when we leave here at the end, it's it's shift change, and there's there's a That's lot a good of people. Point. We pe- see people coming in yes. sometimes at one in the morning. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a it's a pretty amazing building. Absolutely. All right, Oilers win three nothing seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We have Robert standing by. Robert, thanks for waiting through the news there, man. What's on your mind? Reed, Rob, how you guys? How you guys doing? Doing great. Yeah, well, I have a I, I have a couple thoughts tonight. My my first thought would be on my first thought would be on Talbot. I mean, I thought I thought he looked good. I didn't you didn't see any any rust from last year. Now my question is, do you think Talbot can play sixty five plus games again this season? I think he can. I know for a fact they don't want him to. I would think around sixty is the number they're aiming for. If Brassois okay. does the job, yeah. Again, uh, yeah. Now, my second thought is tonight on McDavid. Obviously, obviously McDavid. He's not. He's not going to get a hat trick every game. We know that. But, but, but tonight, tonight, he just he he showed showed us exactly why he's the caliber of player he is. Right. I mean, now, now that said, you think you think McDavid can can top up? Top 100 points this year? Absolutely, I do. As a matter of fact, I think he will if he plays most most or all of the season. I, I, I do think he'll 
I, I do think he'll score more than 100 this season. I, it's because a lot of I mean, it was only his second year in the league. Not a lot of guys peak in their second year in the league. No, I, yeah. I, I think he'll have 100 points as long as he stays healthy. If he stays healthy, he'll have 100 points. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, I got I have I have one, one final thought tonight. It's on uh, on the play of Yamamoto. I know. I mean, I know I know no he only played six and a half minutes, but I mean, I thought I thought he looked like you guys said earlier on in the show. I thought he looked okay for his first game, but I mean, he'll get better. But I mean, that said, you think you think Yamamoto stays past the nine-game trial, or do you think at some point or after that he gets sent back to junior? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I still think it's more likely he gets sent back to junior. Uh, I mean, Cassian obviously showed well tonight. I think there's some potential there with with Slepeshev, um to play the right side. Well, obviously he's a right, right, right winger, but, but to contribute on the right side. Uh, there's the potential for Dreisaitl to go back to center and Strom to go to the right, Kajula to go to the right and, and flip around with Jokinen and things like that. So I, I think they they don't need Yamamoto. I, I think the experience will be valuable. I, I still think it'd be – you hope he maybe gets to play more than he did tonight. And I think he will. But I think the most likely scenario still is that he plays for the Chiefs and plays for the States and the World Junior. Yeah, all right. Uh, so thanks, guys. No, we appreciate we appreciate the questions, Robert. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. Before we get to Rob on the line, Cam Talbot with the shutout tonight. Here's the Oilers goalie. Played well, but you know you didn't make ten highlight real saves because you didn't have to. Is that yeah, fair? That's extremely accurate. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, uh, not just our defense, our forwards came back and and they didn't give them any odd man rushes. We played a, as a five man unit in our zone. There wasn't any missed assignments throughout the night. Um, I don't know if I've seen a better team game from this group in, in a long time. So, I mean, give our guys a lot of credit. They didn't make me do a whole lot tonight. Yeah, so the first game of the year to have that level of team defense, that's uh, usually it takes a while to get there. Does it not? Yeah, I mean, we saw it in, in glimpses throughout the preseason, but not with uh, our full personnel, you know. So it's, it's nice to know that coming in, and I think that might be the first time that everyone's really played together. And to, to come in here and have a night like that and, and everyone doing their jobs and communicating on the ice. It was nice to see that. So anytime you can limit a team like that with that kind of offense to, uh, I don't know, four or five chances, I mean, that's uh, that's a good night for everybody. Okay, I'm curious what it looks like from your perspective. You see McDavid pick up that turnover there kind of near the hash marks. When do you know that he has that opening? When do you see? Is it like right away? As soon as he picks it up. No. <laughs> uh, I mean, just... It's almost like that. Yeah, I don't know if they were changing or the D-man just weren't gapped up or something like that. But zone. Yeah, he just... I mean, once Connor gets a step on you and you have to turn and try to catch him, I mean, that's uh, not too many guys are going to be able to keep up with him. So, I mean, uh, to see him do that, I mean, see him in practice, see it all last season, the season before. So it's, it's really nothing new for us, but it never ceases to amaze. Is there a hint there what he may do this season based on that game? I mean, the sky's the limit for him. I mean, uh, I don't think we can expect a hat trick every night, but, I mean, if he can come out and, and give us that kind of effort night in and night out and the rest of the guys can follow that that leadership, then I think we'll be in, in a pretty good business. This year. He says he wants to shoot more and score more. I mean, you, last year, guys were playing off 70 assists, 30 goals. Mm -hmm. Sid was probably the same early on, and then all of a sudden he scored 50. Yeah, I, I think that Connor needs to utilize his shot a little bit more. He he has a heck of a shot. You, you don't really see it too often because he's usually you know, on breakaways and he doesn't need to use it or he just passes it off because he's an unselfish kid. But um, I think if guys do start to play him more loosely, you'll see uh, a few more goals out of him this year because he does have a heck of a shot. And, and if, he, if he gets it off, he can place it where he wants to. So it would be nice to see that this year from him. 
Are uh, yeah. goalie masks that good? Oh. Like I thought Smith was dead when he took that. Yeah. I don't know how he got up from that. Uh, give him a lot of credit and to finish the game the way he did, and he played a hell of a game tonight. And it took our best player to beat their best player tonight, and, and we we're lucky that he was able to. So um, Smith played a, a heck of a game, but I don't know how he got up after that. I've taken Clef's shot just about everywhere in practice, and off the head's the worst. So <laughs> we assume that. Yeah. Breathe. That's Cam Talbot. Thanks, Brendan. Brendan Ulrich down in the Oilers dressing room. Talbot, 26 saves, first shutout of the season. He played 73 games last year. We had uh, Robert asking about that. I mean, ideally, I, I think, you know, a, a lot of goalies play 60 to 65, the top goalies on the good teams. Uh, Brassois, pretty positive finish to the season for him last year. Good preseason, I thought, mm -hmm. for Brassois. I mean, he yeah. got a nice shutout in, in Saskatoon, so hopefully he can step in and, and carry the load. I asked Todd McClellan, because, look, if you're going to play 20 games, that's an average of every fourth game. Now, it does; it's not always that simple, but the season starts tonight, Saturday, Monday, and then next Saturday. So that's not really a great opportunity to throw a backup in because then your starter could be sitting longer than you would no, like. No, uh, Talbot will play all four of those games. I think... Maybe the, not till a road game. Yeah, I mean, Chicago, the, Philly, and honestly, the yeah, in the first month, Talbot could probably play every game in the first month if they wanted him to, because it's the Oilers aren't that busy. Mm -hmm. I don't see that happening. I think it'll be one of the road games. They'll put Brassois in just to get him in, because they don't want him to be stale. Because it's not fair to a backup goalie well, either to go an entire month and not have a game. And Todd likes to reward yep. guys who work right yep. hard in practice and showed well in the preseason. So I, Cam Talbot's amount of games will be dependent on how he plays the type of shape he's in, and most importantly, how Laurent Brassois plays in his game. If Brassois plays well, it's going to be easier to give Cam a night off. If Brassois struggles, well, then you'll see Cam's game total go up. 780-496-0063. Let's go to Rob on the open line. Rob, good to hear from you. Good morning. Hi. How's it going, boys? Good. Boy, it's McDavid's world, and we're just living in it, eh? <laughs> it was like that tonight, man. Yeah, uh, boy, geez, what a what a no hitter from the Calgary Flames, eh? Yeah, it was like, it was disappointing. Where, where was the, I, I expected where was the more. Pushback from. Yeah, no, they uh, they they didn't yeah. show up and play the yeah, way that I, we expected I, them to. I, I've seen the Sandy Lake Soviets hit more, give more hits in the Wabasca Hockey League game than, than the Calgary Flames did in the best hockey league in the world today. <laughs> well, now, how many teams are in the Wabasca Hockey League? Is it still the original oh, six? Oh, yeah, we got the Golden Eagles, the Sandy Lake Soviets, uh, uh, the Jets. Uh, the North End usually has a team. Sometimes they uh, they can't always, uh, you know, put a team on the ice. So they got four or five. Right. We're trying to get to six, though, eh? <laughs> Good try. <laughs> four or five teams. Try to get it up to six. Said, now, are you a player in that league, or are you a, uh, like a ref or a coach? No, no, I'm like a media guy. Oh wow! All right, I'm I'm, I'm the Steve Simmons of the of the Wabash Hockey League. <laughs> that's that's incredible. We're gonna, I'm, I'm waiting for my free free soda though. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have to send me a report on Inside Sports one night. You can call yeah. in. You can do it, a senior hockey update. That's not out yeah. cup level though, is it? It's like the 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 D senior D maybe. Right. So maybe double E or something. There's yeah. no national championship at that level. Well, there is, but we just we, we celebrate it every year here, right? <laughs> you got to come here to get that title. <laughs> Maybe we could recruit Rob Brown to come out and join a team for the playoffs, be a bit of a ringer. Jeez, I don't think no one would know who he is. 
Jeez. This is a bit of a younger crowd. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, actually, guys who watch NHL are also here, but I mean, we only watch the Oilers up here, right? <laughs> Rob, thanks for calling. Oh, okay. One more. Thing. Oh, one more. Okay. What do you think Trubisky's going to do for the Bears on Monday night? Sorry, say that again? What do you think Mitch Trubisky's going to do for the Bears on Monday night? Or in the NFL? Yeah, I thought it was NFL, like the Raiders guy there. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll, I'll, we'll be covering the Oilers and the Jets, man. So right. I'll, have to, I'll have to say that uh, that's not going to be my uh, my focal point uh, on uh, on Monday night. But uh, that was a fun call from Rob for sure. 780-496-0063. Uh, well, I love that. He said it's a McDavid's world and we're all just living in it. I mean, it's... You know, tell, the post-game interviews were as much about his teammates observing him and what he does on the ice. The the the, the cool thing to watching him, and, and, and I mean, look, the Oilers as a whole check much better than they ever did through all the non-playoff years. And, and it, it's everybody that is involved in that. And we've said that about McClellan, that if you play for McClellan, you can have whatever skill set you have. But you better check. Mm-hmm. You better get in on the puck. You better get body position. You know, you better free the puck for your buddy if you're not going to get it yourself. And that everybody's going to talk about the second goal tonight. And obviously that's might be a top 10 goal by the end of the year still. But the first goal was, you know, Maroon, Dreisaitl, and McDavid. And, and Maroon doesn't have, the you know, the, the as great a year as he had last year. He would be the first to tell you. He doesn't have the skill set as McDavid and Dreisaitl. But that was just three guys getting to the right spot, keeping pucks alive, chipping it, making short passes. I mean, there wasn't a spectacular play on that. I mean, Dreisaitl's shot did your favorite sharp angle shot, and there was the rebound, and McDavid fires it in. That, that was just a goal. You keep pucks alive, and you hustle. Well, a, a, a lot of it goes to what Gullickson, the, the coach of the Calgary Flames, said. They just got out-battled and, and lost lost all the battles all over the ice. And on that one, uh, it, it started with the Oilers getting the puck in deep, Maroon winning a battle behind the net and keeping the puck alive. He gets it to Dreisaitl, who had beaten his man. He puts the puck on net, and, and Brody for some reason looks over the wrong shoulder and doesn't know where his man is. His man is Connor McDavid. Now, if there's someone you're going to lose in your own zone, that's not the guy. There's other guys that you can get away with, but he loses his man. So the the Oilers and Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisler are exceptional on the rush, but you sometimes forget how good they are down low. A guy like Connor McDavid keeps everything alive because he's so fast. He's got good stick. Maroon uses his body and his strength. He just gets in there and he, he disrupts. And Leon Dreisaitl is I think he may, actually might be better as an in-zone offensive player than he is on the rush because his vision and his passing ability added to the fact he's a big, strong man that can take that extra second to make a play because he can absorb a hit make them deadly in the offensive zone, and that's why they're so effective as a line. They can beat you off the rush, but they very easily could dump the puck in deep and beat you off of a forecheck as well, and we saw both those goals tonight. Yeah, and, and that's a great point about Leon and the puck protection. I mean, there was that shift in the second period. He, he, it looked like he, like he kind of didn't get a pass clean, and he, you know he bobbled the puck a little bit, and a flame guy charged at him. So instead of reaching for the puck... You know, or 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 trying to chip it into the corner, he just moved his body and his butt around in the direction of mm-hmm. the guy coming to him, 
and just shielded the puck, got it back on his stick. You know, the Calgary player couldn't reach it, could have bought him off the puck, and then boom, the Oilers are on the attack again. And that's and he's so strong, too, with a, one hand on his stick a lot of times, too. Yeah. Well, we, we teach all our young kids it, it, to protect the puck by putting your body between the opposing player and the puck. And it makes the, the player have to go around you. It's even more effective when you've got a frame like Leon Dreisaitl has because he, he, he's inviting the guy to hit him. Yarmie Yager, who we didn't see tonight but is now a flame, he, that was what he used to tell us. Okay, if I'm in the corner and I've got two guys on me, don't come help me. Get open because I'm going to absorb the hit. Then I'm going to make a play, and that's what Leon does. You come running at you or skating at him hard, and you, you, you come flying at him. He protects the puck and now throws the puck to where you came from. Most players can't do that because once you, they come in and hit you, you get you fall or you move or you bobble the puck. But Leon's so strong, he's got great vision, and every time that he is absorbing a hit, he at that time is also looking to see who's open, where to make the pass to. And that's why he's an effective hockey player. And one of the reasons that Connor McDavid likes playing with him is because Connor knows that if he gets open, Leon Dreisaitl is going to get him the puck. So the Oilers' scoring race starts off like it finished last year. McDavid in the lead with Dreisaitl second. Three points for McDavid, all goals. Two assists for Dreisaitl. Lucic and Maroon had helpers tonight. The leader in shots on goal with nine, Oscar Clefbaum. Here he is. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, that seemed like a pretty textbook win for you guys from start to finish. Yeah, I mean... It's uh, it was a big win. I mean, these kind of points is going to be very important in the end of the season, and we know that these points are just as important as the last game of the season. Uh, so it's very nice to come off uh, uh, with a really good game here, a really good start. Um, we have a really good uh, good feeling in the group uh, group of guys here. So we're just going to continue now and, and stay humble and play some really good hockey. You mentioned the team uh, effort. I mean, Connor gets three goals, but overall it seemed like everyone was able to step up and uh, contribute to the win in some way or another. Yeah, I mean, obviously Connor did a hell of a game today, but it feels like we have... Uh, um, a lot of guys that could actually have scored some of the goals tonight. I mean, obviously, Connor is a really good player, but I think we, we played a really solid game overall today with the, with the team. So, um, I mean, it just feels really good right now coming off with a really good start. Connor just said a lot was being made about the Calgary D coming into this one, uh, but he said it was your guys' D that stepped up. What did you think of the group back there tonight? I mean, like I said, it was, it was it's a very big game for us. It's always fun to play Calgary. It's a lot of emotions, and, and we know how it's important it is to get a good start uh, of the season, and that's exactly what we what we did. Uh, I mean, we played a really good game. Uh, Talbs had a hell of a game, and I mean, it's, it's a pretty big advantage to have the best player in the world right now in our team, so uh, it feels really good. Nine shots on goal for you. Um, clearly, you sent a message out there. Do you want to shoot the puck tonight? Yeah, I was I was close a couple of times. Uh, next time, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we we keep telling each other to to get the puck to the net because that's where the, all the scores, so all the goals are scored, right? So I'm just gonna try keep shooting and get the puck to the net to create some uh, some offense. Called him the best player in the world, but you know, on the bench, do you still have to go? Wow. Reed, that's uh, Oscar Clefbaum. All right, thanks, Brendan Ulrich. Speaking there to Oscar Clefbaum, yeah, nine shots on goal. That uh, you know, the simple strategy, get it to the net. It's going to be interesting with him on the Oilers' first power play unit, in, instead of Sekera, because Sekera probably a craftier passer, but Clefbaum has the heavier shot. Well, and the thing that the Oilers need on that power play is the heavy shot more so than the crafty passer because they've got Drysaddle 
and McDavid who are capable of making the plays. They need guys that can put the puck on net. And Clefbaum's, as we saw tonight in his Cam Talbot talked about in practice, he has got a heavy shot. And you've got big men in front of the net. It's Whether it's Lucic on one of your power plays or Maroon on the other, you've got guys that are causing havoc in front of the goaltender. So now let's get some bombs on net. And you saw a cleft bomb tonight, an absolute bomb from the point. All right, the Oilers take it 3-0. You can get more on 630Ched.com. Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2 tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from 6 to 8. Our next Oilers broadcast is Saturday night. They're in Vancouver, 6.30 for the face-off show. Puck drop at 8. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer back at 6.30 Ched. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. The Oilers take it 3-0 over the Flames. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.